High five your other neighbor. Say, he's a miracle working God. Come on. I am so excited what God is doing here. It is amazing. We're in an amazing season here at the church. And uh, God is just moving. So keep the team in prayer. We already have a small team there that's already in country in El Salvador. And God is using them. If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 6. But I just want to read Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you have your Bibles open to John chapter 6, I just want to just remind you of something before I go into my message. That the Jesus we serve is a miracle working God. How many know that here today? That he's a God of miracles. You can't read the Gospels. You can't read the Bible without realizing he's a miracle working God. If you are saved, that is a miracle. Let me say it again. If you're saved and God has rescued you and saved you, you are a miracle. There's no greater miracle than the miracle of salvation. Can I get a loud amen? Now, I want you to preach back to me today. I feel, I feel an anointing for you guys to amen me down, shout me down. I, I feel like getting a little rowdy today. Come on. People are getting water baptized today. We're celebrating people going from darkness to light, destruction to glory. We are celebrating the move of God. Amen? He's a miracle-working God. I don't know how you can read the Bible and not realize that. But there's so many people that read the same Bible we read and don't believe in miracles. I don't know what Bible they're reading. I don't know what version they're reading. But I'm here to tell you, whatever version you read, he's a miracle-working God. He still heals. He still heals. He still delivers. He still sets free. He still saves. He still does the impossible. He's a God of the impossible. Come on, somebody. Tap your neighbor say, he's the God of the impossible. Tap your other neighbor say, he's the God of the impossible. John chapter 6, looking at verse 5, it reads like this. Now, I, I spend my Saturdays in prayer and in, in the word and, and really just locking in all that day. I, I try not to have any interruptions. And because our house is so full of little babies at this point, I have to come to the church to get alone. Can I get a loud amen? And this church, there's always something happening. So that's a tough task as well because there's always somebody buzzing around, moving around, doing something. There's always a group happening. Something is always uh, transpiring at the church. Come on, somebody. Yesterday, I could tell they were definitely setting up the tank for water baptisms. There's always a minor or major construction project going on at the church. Can I get a loud amen if you've ever seen? We're always fixing or working on something, it seems like. But when I began to get alone with God yesterday, God let me see something I personally never saw before. And it spoke to my spirit. And I want to give this message to you today. And my title is Miracles in Your Hands. Miracles in Your Hands. 
I didn't say miracle, I said miracles. And I didn't say hand, I said hands. And it was done intentionally. John chapter 6, looking at verse 5, it says this. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. I love this about the word of God. The grass even got mentioned. Come on, somebody. The Bible, God thought it was important for you to know there was much grass. The word is so detailed. The word is so amazing. It is so alive. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fists, as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments of the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, this is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. How many love Jesus today? Wave at me if you love Jesus. There's no one like Jesus. I am so blessed and so honored to serve Jesus Christ. There's no greater privilege I have on this planet than to be called a son of God a child of God. Can I get a loud amen? We are sons and daughters of the king. Can anybody give me an amen on that? I want you to understand something here today is that we serve such an amazing Jesus. And sometimes we don't even comprehend or understand how powerful he is in our lives. And as we get ready to embark on this amazing journey to El Salvador, It is amazing what God will do when you begin to go and you are sent by God into a place that he has called you to be. I'm here to tell you, I am believing that God is going to do such supernatural things like Pastor Alba said, it will pour over onto the streets of Whittier, California and beyond. Can I get a loud amen? But some things that just really spoke to me and something that jumped out at me is I just want to preach a little bit to you today, and I want to teach a little bit as well, but I want to really impart something to you because I really believe God is going to stretch you today. I don't want to stay the same. There's so many times you can come to church and just stay the same. I can't do it anymore. I've tried. I've tried not to grow. I've tried at moments to just stay the same, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally. Maybe as a young believer, there's times where you just say, 
I don't know. I don't know if I can commit anymore. I don't know if I can pay any more of a price because salvation is free. But everything else after that, there's always a price to pay. It takes something to go to El Salvador. It takes something to meet with people over and over again. It takes something to see people water baptized. It takes something. It takes a team. It takes people sacrificing, giving of themselves. To serve Jesus, it's not easy. It's not easy. It is very challenging. But if we aren't challenged and if we don't grow, then we will stay the same. And ultimately, if you stay the same, you end up going backwards. I heard an interesting statistic that after COVID-19, 51% of the people that were attending church before COVID-19 don't feel, they don't feel it necessary to come to the house of God anymore. They will just be, it's good enough to just watch online. I am troubled by that statistic. We are meant to come together. We are assembled together for a reason. We are made for a function. We need the church. The church is important. Jesus established his church. And if Jesus established it, it's important. I, I'm telling you, online's great, but it just won't do. I don't know what, I don't know why I'm going down this vein, but let me go down it for a minute. Maybe someone's been watching online for now for a while. You need to get plugged back into the church. You need to get plugged back into the body of Christ. Because it's not, it's not the same. It's okay, but it's not the same. There's something when I get near Pastor Rob and we start sharing what God is doing in our lives. Oh, it's powerful. When we start worshiping together, when we start praising together, when we open our word together, we're in this together. We sharpen one another. We need to stay connected to the church. Can I get a loud amen? I always tell people, you need to run to God, not from God. In times of trouble, we don't run from God, we run to God. During COVID-19, we should have run to God. Come on, somebody. Now, I want you to see this. There's this great crowd. And the Bible says there's 5,000, which we understand. They're just talking about the men. So with, let me tell you a quick little revelation I had. Wherever there's men, come on, somebody, there's women. Wherever there's women, there's children. Go ahead, go ahead with your deep revelation, Pastor Brian. But I'm here to tell you there was probably about 20,000 people there or more. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's like what we see at one of our crusades. That's a lot of people. And Jesus had compassion on them. And he wanted to feed them. And what was so amazing about this passage is he was testing their faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. We have to have faith. It's easy to be negative. It's easy to not believe. It takes something on the inside 
It takes your lion roaring on the inside to believe for the impossible. It takes something supernatural to strive for more. It's easy to do nothing. It's easy to not believe. There's a whole world that does that. But I'm here to tell you, I have chosen, and most of you in this room have chosen a different route. We're believing for the impossible. We stand on the truth of God's word, no matter what the world says, or no matter what the community says, or no matter what CNN says or the naysayers. We stand on the truth of God's word. He's still a healer. He's still a redeemer. He's still our all in all. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm excited for this week. I am excited. I'm excited what God's getting ready to do here and there. We have a promise to reach LA and to reach the world. God's going to do it here and he's going to do it in El Salvador. Can I get a loud amen? So what's amazing is this. Jesus had compassion and said, let's feed them. They said, we don't got enough money to feed all these people. We don't got enough money. We don't got enough money. I'm telling you this, I've learned this along the way. For the vision God has always given me, I've never had enough money to do it. I just take a step of faith, and when I do it, God always provides. If you want all the money first, you're in the wrong kingdom. You gotta take some steps of faith first. Come on, somebody. I'm believing for a $50,000 offering today for El Salvador. God told me that we were going to get a $50,000 offering today, and I'm believing it for El Salvador. Because you know why? Everything costs more. Food costs more. Gas costs more. Inflation is not just here in the U.S. It's around the world. And so everything costs more. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus Christ is our provider, and he makes a way where there seems to be no way. Can I get a loud amen? He is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He's your provider. I've seen him provide so many times. I love these moments. I love them. I live for them. I live for when God, if God doesn't do it, it's not going to happen. I love it. This is how we're meant to live. We need God to do it. Going to El Salvador is not my idea. It's God's idea. And if it's God's will, it's God's bill. I believe that. Come on, somebody. Now, what I love about this is Jesus is so amazing. Jesus, actually, for all our administrative folks in the house, if you're administrative, raise your hand. Come on, you just love organization. You're that person. Come on, somebody, raise your hand. Show off that you're a nerd. Come on, say, I'm a nerd. I love being a nerd. Natalie, raise your hand. Natalie organizes my sock drawer. Come on, somebody. To me, they're just all socks. But to Natalie, there's different color socks. Come on, somebody. Go ahead with your sock drawer, Pastor Natalie. Now, Jesus was an organizer. He began to line them up in different groups. 
Amazing. Jesus said, let's, let's put some organization to this. And then this is where it gets really good. They don't got enough money to feed everybody. They obviously don't have enough food to feed everybody. And then, let's show that picture. There's five loaves and two fishes. Looks like this. Not even big loaves. These aren't like the big bread, the big Italian bread. Come on, somebody. This ain't your one pound bread. These are, this was a little boy's lunch. Five loaves and two fishes. Now, what's amazing, I need like 12 people to come up here. Quick. Let's do you four girls. Let's go AJ. We'll do, the, we'll do this row. Come on now, you come up. Nathan, you want to come up? Come up on the stage, actually. Make sure we have 12 people. Nathan will be the tallest disciple. <laughs> All right, let's count. Two, four, six, eight, ten. How many do we have up here? We need one more. All right. Joey. My favorite disciple. <laughs> my beloved John there. <laughs> uh, I'll be Jesus, of course. Amen. All right. Nobody can clap that. All right. This leaped out at me, and it spoke so much to me yesterday that I just had to preach it today, because normally I'd preach something about being water baptized on a day like this. But it's amazing how God speaks to us at the right time for the right season. He's always on time. He has an on-time word. He is always on time. And so... See that five loaves and two fishes. Jesus takes it and he blesses it, gives thanks for it. So powerful. We always, we must always be thankful and grateful people. Can I get an amen on that? We must always give thanks, even for the little. If you can't learn to thank God for the little, don't expect much more. If you can't be grateful for the little, come on, you got to learn to be faithful with the little. Faithful, grateful, and thankful for the little. And then God will always bring more. So let me show you what happened. Jesus has got his 12 disciples, and he's got this little bit of food. So he begins to break it up in pieces of 12. A little bit of bread and a little bit of fish. A little bit of bread, a little bit of fish. A little bit of bread, a little bit of fish. Keep going. A little bit of bread, a little bit of fish. Deidre's going to be Peter. I sense it today. Go on. A little bit of bread, a little bit of fish. A little bit of bread, a little bit of fish. A little bit of bread, a little bit of fish. A little bit of bread, a little bit of fish. They essentially just have crumbs. It's not that much. And then the multitude, so Jesus is looking at them, handing out, and everyone hears the multitude. 
And we always read this story and see how powerful it is. But it didn't start to multiply in Jesus' hands. It ended up multiplying in the disciples' hands. See, Jesus is our source. Jesus is our strength. Jesus is our all in all. Jesus is the center of everything. But God works through people. God, God works through people. So what is the toughest thing in life is 10 yards. 10 yards. The disciples had to walk about 10 yards, give or take, to the people. All they have is crumbs. All they got is crumbs. The first person's going to take everything. Imagine them taking the crumbs to the first group. Each of them are going to different sections. And next thing you know, it's gone. Probably on the walk, we'll make Deidre Peter. I could just see Peter walking, looking at the crowd, looking back at Jesus, saying, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? See, this is faith. This is the test of faith. Jesus gives you some crumbs. And you got to take a long walk, about 10 yards. And during that walk, you're looking at the crowd. You're looking at Jesus. You're looking at what you got in your hands. You're looking at Jesus, looking at the crowd, looking at what you got in your hands. Most people throw out the food and say, forget this. I'm not going to look like an idiot. Forget this. This ain't worth this. Most people dump the fish, dump the bread, and say, I'll go do something else. See, if you can't learn to walk the 10 yards with just some crumbs in your hand, you're never going to do big things for God. Don't expect to do giant things for God when you can't take the crumbs Jesus gives you and marks 10 yards. See, if you're not faithful with the little, God can't give you much. If you can't take the crumbs, see, I learned this a long time ago. A little bit of crumbs from Jesus is a lot better than all the bread in the world. I'd rather have some crumbs from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. All right, let's give our disciples a big hand clap. I'd rather have some crumbs. I'd rather have some crumbs from Jesus than all the bread in the world. Because the miracle working power of Jesus is in those crumbs. His miracle working power is in those crumbs. Now I can just imagine, I'll play Peter for a second. I could just imagine him walking to the group. And it would be horrible, you know, I'm a bigger man. The first guy you give it to is a big guy. You know your whole thing is gone on the first shot. Come on, somebody. 
Can you imagine seeing this big refrigerator guy out there and he's hungry? Can I get a loud amen? You're looking at Jesus. What am I going to do? But he takes it in his hands and she takes and something happens. What just happened? There's more. What? What? What's happening in my hands? Every time I give it, oh my God, more. Now imagine at that point, you're not walking. You're jumping. You're probably telling the guy, wait till you see what happens. You ain't even gonna believe this. Just look at my hands. And next thing you know, he gives it to someone else. And every time he gives it, more is multiplied. And he just keeps giving and giving and giving. And every time it just keeps coming back in his hands. See, I need you to understand something. If you can't walk that 10 yards, what stops people is always the fear of man. What is my neighbor going to think? What is my uncle going to think? What is my friend going to think? What is my cousin going to think? What is so-and-so going to think? Let me tell you, if you're afraid of what so-and-so is going to say, get over it. Don't be afraid. God, God ain't ever going to shame you. God ain't, he's here to bless you. He's going to move in your life. But so many, when people take steps of faith, a lot of times they're afraid. What if I look like an idiot? What if I look stupid? What if I say, I know God told me, and I tell everybody that. Let me tell you a story. In 2020, everyone knows a pandemic hit this world. I went to El Salvador a month before the pandemic hit. And God gave me a prophetic message for that church. And I really believe for the nation that there was more problems coming. But God was going to use the problems and turn everything around. And I released that word, and then a month later, the pandemic hit. And we were planning on going back to El Salvador. But you couldn't get flights. You couldn't do anything. Then eventually, things slowly opened up. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I want you to do a crusade in El Salvador. And I want you to gather as many people as you can. I want you to have a huge crusade of people. And God said, I'm going to see, I'm going to save people. I'm going to heal people. And I'm going to deliver people. But I need you to do this. And I began to tell God, I said, God, if you haven't seen CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or Univision, come on. I said, God, just so you're aware, there's a pandemic. 
And right now they're kind of saying we shouldn't gather people. God said to me, I want you to have a crusade and I want you to gather as many people as possible. And I said, God, this doesn't make any sense. I said, I'm going to look like an idiot. I said, people are going to be mad at me. People are going to hate me. People are going to talk bad about me, which they did. They're like, are you trying to kill people? I said, I believe that we're doing this and we'll see people in eternity forever. And I said, their salvation is important to God. I don't know what's up with this water. It's so different than normal. It's throwing me off. All right. May we never have this kind of water bottle ever again in the name of Jesus. This is like a contraption here. I mean, you got to be really skilled to open this. It's pretty, you might need a mechanic. Come on. So all that said, I took the little crumbs that we had. And I said, we're going to go to Soyapongo and we're going to have a crusade. And I took the crumbs and I would look back at Jesus and I would look at the crowd and I would look back at Jesus and I would look at the crowd. And after we saw over 10,000 people say yes to Jesus and lives completely changed, next thing you know, El Salvador said, come back. We'd like you to do three crusades in three cities. And I said, but it's the middle of a pandemic. They said, we don't care. They said, what you're doing is changing and saving lives because Soyapongo, where we had our crusade, you can give Jesus a clap. In Suyapongo, the area where we first did our crusade was controlled by gangs. After we had the crusade, the gangs pulled out of that park. Now families are allowed to go there and celebrate there for the first time in decades. See, sometimes you just gotta take the little crumbs and start walking you might not understand how it's all going to work out but when you start handing it out something happens as they take from it god says i'm going to multiply it again in your hands and then they said why don't you do three crusades so we did three crusades in san martin apopa and where was the other one san marcos and next thing you know, over 25,000 people gave their life to Jesus. We saw blind eyes open, deaf ears open, the lame walked. People were delivered from witchcraft and God changed an area. All during a pandemic, in the middle of a pandemic, when no one else would go, God said, take your crumbs and go feed the people. And we would take the little crumbs and we would feed people as well. We gave out tens, hundreds of thousands of pounds of food so far to those in need. Then Honduras said, why don't you do it here? I said, aren't you guys in martial, under martial law? They said, we are. 
but we'll let you have your crusade. And over 30,000 people filled that open air field and we saw over 15,000 people in November say yes to Jesus. Every time we went, we had to get COVID tests. Every time we came home, we had to get COVID tests. I had people emailing me, are you crazy? My own mother, my mama said, are you crazy? She says, why can't you just be a normal pastor like everyone else? I said, mom, I sure try. I don't know why I can't be, but I'm not. Mom said, just be like all them other dorky normal pastors. I said, mama, I said, hey, you know I'm not dorky, mama. Come on, somebody. She goes, just be like everybody else. But you know what? Everybody else doesn't take the crumbs. Everybody else, a lot of times, will throw the crumbs on the ground and walk away. But they don't realize that's the miracle. The miracle is in the crumbs. The miracles in the crumbs. The miracles in your hands. It's in your hands. And so tomorrow, there's about 40 or 50 of us from this church, 40 or 50 people. Does anybody know the exact final number? Because I'm just kind of guessing 50. 50 how many? 51. Come on, 51 people from this church. 51 amazing people are taking their crumbs, getting on a plane at LAX, boarding United Flight 1023 to El Salvador, and we're landing, and all we got in our hands is some crumbs. But those crumbs didn't come from man. Those crumbs came from the King of glory. And crumbs from Jesus is greater than all the bread and fish in the world. And we're taking our crumbs. We're taking our broken pieces. And we're going to that nation. And we're just going to hand out those crumbs. See, I don't heal anybody. I just pray. Jesus is the healer. I don't get people saved, but I preach the gospel and the Holy Spirit convicts the hearts. What we do is we're just taking our crumbs and being obedient. Jesus will preach, we'll pray, and we'll be sent. And we'll take these crumbs and we'll take them to the nation of El Salvador and we are gonna hand them out. But every time we hand them out, I'm expecting something. I'm expecting a multiplication. I'm gonna hand out my crumbs. We say, Natalie, have some crumbs. And next thing you know, there's more. Next thing you know, there's more. Next thing you know, there's more. And I, I won't be walking all passive. I'll be jumping, I'll be shouting, I'll be dancing. Because when you see it multiplied in your hand, there's nothing quite like it. And every time we've seen it. And I want you to understand this. At the end of this passage, 
there was 12 baskets of leftovers. I'm not sure why there was 12, but I know there was 12 disciples. And imagine the, God says, let me just bless you for walking that 10 yards. Let me bless you. They gathered up 12 baskets. When you take the little crumbs and you're faithful to the word, God says, I'm not going to leave you with crumbs. I'm going to leave you with some baskets. I'm going to leave you with a basket that is overflowing. And I'm believing everyone that gave to Resurrection Mission Seed, you might have gave your crumb. I'm believing God's giving you back a basket. Everyone stand to your feet. It's a test of faith. I tell this to pastors and leaders all the time. Don't be in ministry if you can't walk the 10 yards. Do something else. If you can do anything else in this world, do it. If you can't walk the 10 yards with the crumbs, don't do it. Don't do it. But if God's called you and you can't do anything else, Take your crumbs and trust in God. And this church did that. We took our crumbs to El Salvador, to Honduras, and we left every time with a basket from the harvest. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you need to give your life to Jesus or rededicate your life to Jesus, we want to give that opportunity. You need to be, today is the day of salvation. You need to be saved for the first time or rededicate your life to Jesus. When I count to three, lift your hand. One, I just declare the Holy Spirit's moving through this place. Two, I break every chain of the devil. If you need to rededicate your life to Jesus, you need to give your life to Jesus for the first time when I say three lift your hand high three I see that I say it again repeat after me say Jesus forgive me my sins I surrender today I invite you to be Lord and Savior of my life Jesus. Amen. Let's give all those wonderful people a big hand clap. Now, I want the ushers to come forward. We're going to take up our tithes and offerings. And today we're going to still continue to take up our resurrection mission scene. As of last night, we still needed $78,000 for the crusade. By this morning, we only need about 50. I'm believing that today's offering, not tonight, 
that we're going to have over $50,000 that comes in. How does, how's it going to happen? I don't know. I think some people are just going to give the little crumbs they have. But I believe when you give the little crumbs, God is going to begin to multiply that. And he's going to begin to multiply it in your life, but also for this endeavor we're doing in El Salvador. I've seen him do it too many times. I've seen him do it too many times. And I believe today we are going to walk in a harvest. I'm believing for a $50,000 resurrection mission seed offering this morning. I'm believing for it, and I know God will do it because he's faithful. Faithful. And it's amazing to watch how he does it. So right now, if you have your tithe, if you have your offering, if you need to make out your resurrection mission seed, if you need to get on your phone, do whatever you got to do. But God told me to pray a special blessing over each person that gives today. And I want to pray for your basket. As you give your crumbs, I pray that God returns you with a basket full of abundance, full of blessing. So everybody lift up your envelope, lift up your phone, lift up whatever you're giving. This is called a life of faith. This is faith. This is how faith works. This is how God provides. God blesses us and then we bless others. And then God blesses us again and then we bless others. And God blesses us again. And if we're faithful with the little, God will give us much. So everybody lift up your offering, lift up your phone. There's ways to give here. If you want to give cash, check, it all says it right there, right out to City Reach Church. Give online. If you're giving for the crusade, give under resurrection mission scene. God spoke this to me, though, yesterday so clearly. He said, people are going to give crumbs. And he said, you're going to take crumbs. He says, when you take it to the people, it's just going to keep multiplying. So right now, every hand lifted that has an envelope or your phone, I'm praying for an overflow in your life. You're blessed to be a blessing. And we will celebrate on Wednesday when every penny we need come in. Because every time, it always comes in. I had a friend this morning call, and I haven't talked to him in a while, and he says, are you still going to El Salvador? I said, yeah. He said, I'm sending 5000 I had a pastor that called me on Friday and said, my church is going to give to what you're give, going, getting ready to do. I had a buddy last night call and say, do you need money? And I said, we always need money. And he said, I'm sending 10000 more and more keeps coming in. Come on, somebody. It's for souls to be saved for the glory of God. The greatest thing, the greatest miracle is the miracle of salvation. And we're going to see tens of thousands of souls saved because we take the crumbs and we go. 
right now I just speak and declare a blessing over each person that's giving right now the favor of God may this be the moment that God blesses your finances may this be the moment that God blesses your business if you can be faithful with the little God will give you much if you'll learn to be a giver you'll be a river of blessing I pray that you learn to be a river of blessing and God keeps giving you more and more and more and more in Jesus name everyone say amen come on let's give Jesus a shout of praise come on that's the worst shout I ever heard in my life. Give him a shout of praise. All right. Now, this is going to be a fun, fun time. Pastor Rob and everyone that's getting water baptized, go to wherever you're supposed to go. Yvonne's over there waving. Wait, Yvonne, wave a little more. Everybody see Yvonne? If you're getting water baptized, go over there. We're going to celebrate everyone that is going to get water baptized today so don't leave yet so we're going to head over there i also want to say this as we continue that mother's day is coming up mother's day is coming up and we have baby dedications happening that day is that correct that is going to be an amazing service don't miss out on that but how many know this we serve a God that's moving. We serve a God that's alive. We serve a God that's supernatural. And I pray right now as we get ready to celebrate everyone that's getting water baptized, I want now they come up and just pray for you and your family. Worship team, why don't you come up? Church, let's, let's lift our hands towards heaven as we transition into a time that is sacred and holy to the Lord, a time that represents Jesus's burial and resurrection as we see men and women that have confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior publicly declare that the old is gone, that sinful nature is gone, and they're coming up alive and brand new. We're believing for an atmosphere of expectancy here, that even some will go down maybe sick in body and come up healed, that some maybe will come up speaking in other tongues. Hallelujah. Come on. Is this a Pentecostal church? And we want an atmosphere here of celebration and rejoicing. I know some of you have come to see maybe your family member get baptized, and we welcome you here on this Sunday. Please come back and visit us again. But I want to pray a special blessing over everyone under the sound of my voice as we prepare to see this incredible, incredible experience for all of those that are going under the water and coming up brand new. Come on, lift your hands with me. Lord, I thank you for every man, woman, and child under the sound of my voice. I thank you for every family represented here. I thank you, Jesus, for every marriage represented here. I thank you for every child represented here. And even now, we pray a wall of fire and a hedge of protection around our children, around our babies, around this next generation. Lord, we pray a wall of fire and a hedge of protection over every family, over every family, over every family. 
Lord, over every marriage, we ask for the blessing of the Lord, the keeping power of the Lord. Jesus, we ask for you to be at the center of every home. Lord, that your name will reign in every home under the sound of my voice, that the word of God will be talked about, that Bibles will be opened in the homes once again, that fathers will take their priestly places, that mothers will nurture and love according to the word of God. We ask for there to be peace in homes. We push back the devil and every assignment of the devil over every family, over every man, over every child, over every woman under the sound of my voice. We thank you that there will be joy in the house of the Lord and joy in your home. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you're doing a work in this hour and in this season and in every family. We thank you, Lord, that you're moving in this place in ways we can't even know. Even babies that are in this atmosphere of your presence, Lord, you're doing something that we can't possibly.